0: boom there it is ladies and gents 2 p.m pacific standard time i'm ready to rock and roll because we get to talk sales which is the lifeblood of any business so let's jump to it here we go shut up and sit down is your business in need of customers then you found the right show Hernan Sias
1: is the business bro and he makes getting customers fun and easy
0: Watch, listen, and learn as each episode is designed to sell. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. Bros. Yeah, That's what I'm talking about, Sarah. All right, here we go. Let's drop some heat for Sarah. Here it is. Most people in business struggle with sales, and that's why most businesses fail. But why? well first there's the stigma entrepreneurs can't accept the fact that they're sales professionals and when they do then they struggle with the technical part of selling you know the scripts and selling one-to-one and one-to-many etc the struggle of sales is real and today's guest if you're struggling with sales and today's guest is for you now she teaches sales through the lens of friendship partnership and storytelling and that allows the clients to buy with confidence and happily refer others. Now I'm excited to talk about sales and to learn from a master coach with 45 years of sales experience. Let's welcome to the show from Superior Performance Coaching, Sarah Phillips. All right, Sarah, what do you think? Two minutes in, I know you've been on a lot of podcasts and uh, done a lot of shows. What do you think of the show so far?
1: I love it. I love the energy. It is awesome. Too often people are, you know, too way too low key for me. So, I am uh, I, I love the energy here and I love your attitude.
0: Thank you. And I was trolling through your website prior to our show and I saw that you have a, a small little place in your sales heart for Zig Ziglar and one of the things he says is sales is a transference of energy. And I take that one to heart because Honestly, like that's the idea. If I'm going to put on a show where we create content for our guests, I got to have you smiling and having a good time and talking about your business in the highest light possible. And that requires energy. So Sarah, do I got you smiling? You got
1: me smiling, buddy. You got me smiling. Thank you so much for having me today. You, this has been the lot of my day already.
0: Sweet. All right, well, let's jump into this. Let's help some of these people do what they are struggling to do, which is make more sales. First, a 45 year career in sales. Why? Why get into this space, Sarah? Why are you doing this? Because I want to know.
1: I love sales. I have loved sales since I was a little girl. So just to tell you how, you know, I'm not that old. I'm, I'm uh, Actually, it's now 46 years. Uh, I am 55 years old. Um, and I started my first sales business because I went to school. And all the kids at school kept talking about all this candy that they wanted that their parents wouldn't buy them. And my parents owned a grocery store. So I was like, hmm, okay, well, what kind of candy do you want? And they told me and I went home and I bought that kind of candy at wholesale and I took it back to school and I sold it at retail. And I figured out just from that little piece that sales is really just a service. I'm just connecting people with something that they want and helping them to get it. And I actually paid my way through college doing exactly that, just figuring out what it is people want, buying it and reselling it.
0: You know, that simple strategy of fulfilling a need, Um, you know, my daughter, she's a big spender. She spends money like crazy. She gets it, it's gone. She gets it, it's gone. Uh, And so I don't have any problem with that. You know, when when people talk about, oh, you should be a saver, you should be this, I'm like, I don't care what it is. If you're a big spender, fine. Learn to generate more revenue. Then you can spend all you want. My son, on the other hand, he's the opposite. He's a saver. But he's also the one who's willing to go out and do stuff. Right now, he's selling little airhead candies uh, at school, after school, doing the same thing that you're talking about. Why? Because he wants to buy some you know Fortnite bucks or something else online. right I don't care what it is. He is learning to generate his own revenue. and he's realizing that, wait a minute, that product will give me a better profit margin. That product is something that people are asking for. There's a completely different point of view as a salesperson that you get when you start fulfilling your needs for other people. So you started making some money. Um, it led to a career in sales. What What is it that you do now? What do you do?
1: Well, now I, it's having spent a career teaching other people how to sell in various businesses, I now am a sales coach. What I do is I, help people create a situation where they can set the biggest challenge I have seen with people making sales is truly not technique. It is the willingness to have the conversation
0: because people
1: are uncomfortable. They do what I call creative avoidance, which is um, I know I need to talk to 10 prospects today. However, all of my paper clips are bent and I am absolutely (laughs) sure that the fate of the world rests on whether I buy new paper clips today. So I can't talk to any prospects. Come on, you guys know you do it, right? Mm -hmm. What I do is I help people learn to sell in a way that is real and authentic and comfortable, not only for you, but for your prospects so that you don't have to do the creative avoidance thing. Think for yourself for just a second. What if I did not do the creative avoidance and got in front of 10 times more potential customers? What would happen to my sales?
0: Well, let's let's hover on that because to me, that's one of the biggest things I personally struggle with, right? I mean, let's face it. I've built a good brand. There's business that comes in. I don't have to fish for it as much anymore, but it still requires that I have a conversation with people. And sometimes doing something as simple as the ask, right? What is the offer? Asking for the business. That little bit, I find all kinds of ways to forget or to, you know, miss that opportunity. And I'm kicking myself later down the road because it's almost like these people are literally talking to you because they know you can solve their problem. And I, the salesperson, have failed to provide a solution or I failed to even initiate the conversation. So that's a problem that a lot of salespeople have. How do you solve that problem?
1: Oh, that is a great question. So let me ask you a question. If I said to you, based on our conversation, I see that you have a goal of increasing your sales. Currently, you are getting some sales, but what's in the gap is the ability to be comfortable in the process. Am I understanding you correctly? And you say, well, yeah, that's absolutely right. I say, well, I have a way that I can help you to do exactly that. Would you like me to share that with you?
0: Hmm. You're laying out the groundwork ahead of time.
1: How comfortable is that? I'm going to give you the open door to say, yes, I want to hear about it or no, I don't want to hear about it.
0: Isn't it funny how it's really just a question? Yeah. One of of the books that I'm listening to over and over again is by Russell Brunson. He's the ClickFunnels guy. And he has a book Mm -hmm. called Expert Secrets. Uh, And in it, he talks about storytelling. He calls it the epiphany bridge story. Uh, and so I'm listening to it and I've listened to it before. I got a good idea of how the concept works, but I'm rewriting some of the presentation, some of the things that I'm doing now, and I'm listening to it and it sounds a little different, right? But one of the things that he says that I didn't catch the first time, it was subtle is when you transition from the storytelling, the presentation to the sales part, you simply ask, right? I've shown you all these things. I have something that I want to offer you. Is it okay if I show it to you? Like that question That takes away the tension from not only me, the presenter, but it also takes away the tension from the buyer. All of a sudden, they're like, please, tell me more. Like, you just showed me all these solutions. How can that that work for me? But still, when they're in that situation, there's people who are hesitant. I get hesitant at times. I wonder, like, we start thinking all kinds of things, making up all kinds of crazy stories in my head. Um, We often know what we're supposed to do, I'm going to ask you one more time. I know it sounds weird, but how do I do it? How do I push forward?
1: It is It is all to do with mindset, to be honest yeah. with you. <laughs> when I walk through the door with a prospect, I am not thinking about selling anything. And I know that sounds weird. It's very different. You know, people say to me all the time, can you teach me how to, how to write a script? No, I don't use scripts. My clients don't have their copy. Therefore, when they say something two sentences in that's not on my script, my mind is blown. No. I don't do scripts. I'm a human. Can you teach me how to overcome objections? No, I don't get them. I have Hmm. no idea. I can teach you how to not get them. But no, I can't teach you how to overcome them because I've never had one. Can you teach me how to close? No, because I don't close. I don't do any of that stuff. But yet I sell more than anybody else I've ever known, pound for pound. Um, And it works because of the mindset that I have. Because when I walk through the door and my thoughts are on me making a sale, this whole call has now become about me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How does that make you feel a commodity, sold. right? Do you want to be a commodity?
0: No, absolutely not.
1: Mm-hmm. No. More than that, when I walk in through the door and let's say I'm selling a thousand dollar product, I know you have a thousand dollars. So if I go in thinking about the fact that I need to sell. Now, the object, of obje- the, the object becomes who gets the $1,000. If you have it when I leave, you win. If I have it when I leave, I win. We have now set up a win-lose situation. Mm-hmm. So I am now an adversary. How, ma- how often do you buy from your adversaries? Never. You don't. But if I walk in the door thinking my job, is to help Herning find exactly what it is that he wants and move him at least one step closer to getting what he wants. Who are all my thoughts about? Them. Yeah. And I am now going to become what I call the assistant buyer. My job is to help you get whatever it is that you want. I don't care what it is. If we get to the end and you say this is what I need and I don't have it, I'm going to say to you, you know what? I, you know, I totally get what you're saying. Unfortunately, that's not where my area of expertise is. But let me connect you with someone who can help you with that. Okay. All uh,
0: right. Let's let's pause there because I, I think this is where uh, I I see a lot of problems myself. This is where I have a lot of problems, and at the same time, I'm sure others have it. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a people pleaser. I try to make people around me as happy as possible. Uh, That mindset of going in, trying to help, I have that. My problem is I tend to dedicate time and effort and resources into helping people do things that are not around my area of expertise. But I may know somebody. I almost like I – it's it's more like I become sympathetic than empathetic, right? I become – I place myself into their problem rather than approach and look at their problem up top. Any helpful hints or strategies to help myself not become part of their problem and stay in the solution zone?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what I do is I walk in there and I say, you know, I'm not the one who can help you. Let me connect you with someone who has. Remember that my point when I walked in the door was to help you get one step closer to your solution. So whether it's with me or someone else, when I walk out the door, do you now have the next step available? Yes. Hmm. Did you win? Yes. Because you won. I won. I have not had any rejection to start with. That's the number one reason people don't want to sell because they hate rejection. Well, now I don't have any rejection. Did you hear anybody reject anything there? No. No. And on top of that, if you, I I may not be the solution to your problem today, but I promise you, if somebody comes up to you a week from now and they need a sales coach, who are you going to recommend?
0: The one that helped me, of course.
1: That's exactly right. The one that did not pressure me. They did not try to sell me. They didn't try to overcome my objections. They didn't try to fit me into the box that they wanted me to be in. They're the one who genuinely cared Was an authentic human being and helped me get to where i needed to be Hmm. see sales is not a short game and that's where most people that i find that have serious challenges in sales is they're playing the short game sales is a long-term thing
0: yeah i totally agree and and the thing is i I find myself playing short-term games quite a bit whether it's because you have a quota that you need to hit, right? You have certain numbers or metrics, certain phone calls you have to make, certain you know contacts. You set these sales goals up for yourself. And I think part of what really deters us is we turn it into a sport rather than a friendship. We turn it into something that is calculated and soulless when it should be more relationship-oriented and Trust, right? I mean, you can't calculate trust. It's something that you got to build with somebody else. Uh, let me let me ask you this: There's so many people out there in different sales situations, uh, big businesses, small businesses, startup entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs who have been doing it for five years. Who is your ideal client? I am looking for qualities beyond the physical. That is
1: a fantastic question. I will work with anybody, to be honest with you. But my ideal client. Is that person who is either their other coaches who are, you know, whether they're business coaches or fitness coaches or whatever, or they're solopreneurs. And here's why I chose that particular group. They are the group of people who did what I used to do. They they were doing things for somebody else for years and they have gotten the guts to step out of that mold and to pursue their passion, their joy in life. Now, I can tell you that when I did that myself, it opened up a whole nother world for me. And the idea of going back to work in a job for me, truly, the idea just makes me nauseous. Okay. I don't ever want to have to do that. And I don't ever want anyone else to have to do that. When someone has had the courage to step out and become their own boss and chase their passion, I want to help them to become massively successful. My focus is always on helping somebody create a consistent six-figure income so that they never, ever
0: have to worry about going back to work again
1: for somebody else. Yes. Amen.
0: I mean, that's why we got into business in the first place, right? When you got into business, you didn't get into it thinking, I'm going to work 80 hours a week and I'm going to have zero weekends and I'm going to struggle to pay my bills. That is not Why you got into business in the first place. When you got into this thing, you were dreaming of all the extra money you were going to make and all the cool things you were going to be able to buy and all the time you were going to be able to spend and do what you want to do and spend time with your family and go on vacations. That's the dream that you were shooting for. And yet we find ourselves in this reality of struggling, working hard, building something, something we're absolutely proud of. But it's not necessarily giving us the results that we're looking for. And in every business, when you become successful at sales, it means you've gotten good at this other part, which is customer acquisition. So let me ask you, how are you finding clients?
1: Another great question. For me, there's various forms. Most of mine is done through networking, Um, whether they are online networking situations. A lot of mine comes LinkedIn. I just find my ideal client and I engage in them with a conversation. Some of that turns into something. Some of it doesn't turn into something. It doesn't matter to me. They're human beings. And regardless of what happens, I'm interested in their story. Mm. You know, I I, I talk to people all the time. That's really what I want to find out. Why did you start doing what you're doing? And you know, where are you at? Are you where you want to be? If you're where you want to be great. Is there anything I can help you with? If you're not where you want to be, Maybe I can support you with
0: that. And, and that's really the power of social media, right? I mean, yeah. um, you know, we're big content creators, and I believe that an entrepreneur is invisible if they're not showing up online. Another way you can show up online without creating content is to do it how we met, right? You literally sent me a message on LinkedIn. We had a conversation, and now here we are. And yep. that's a way to show up. I mean, we're pushing on the content side so people can find you at any given time. Just stay relevant. But one way to communicate, aside from picking up the phone and and cold calling, is to send a DM. Any strategies you've learned when you're sending messages? Because I get a lot of DMs that are very salesy, very pitchy, and rarely get a response. But when you send me a message, it wasn't like that, and you got a response right away. So I'm assuming you've had practice on what to say when you send a DM uh, or, or a message. What is that strategy for you?
1: Uh, my strategy is simply to be a human being. I, I'm not here to sell. You know, those ones that are very salesy, they're what my my LinkedIn coach called Value Vomits. Mm-hmm. Let me show you how great I am. Guess what? Nobody cares. Yep. Nobody cares. I, I You know, the second I see it, I delete it. I'm not even reading it. It's not even worth my time to look at. When I send a message to somebody, it is, hey, this is what I saw about you. I, I'm interested in finding out more about you. Hmm. Can, you, can you share with me, you know, whether it's a, like today? There was a girl who posted something. Um, it was fascinating to me. I gave her some feedback on the post and then I sent her a connection message and said, Hey, I just responded to your post. I love your point of view. Can we have a conversation? You know, it's to me, it's like going into any face to face networking event. I mean, think about it. Would you walk into somebody and say, Hey, I'm with business bros. And let me tell you all about me. Let me tell you what we do. No, you would never in a million years do that. Not at all. But yet we feel like social media, that's okay to do that. So I encourage people be the different one, be a person.
0: Just I got, walk I got a, and, yeah, I got a Facebook comment that says, uh, I want to be a six figure business. Help me. The only issue is if you're in one of our private groups, the groups don't let you kind of post your name. Uh, so, I want to be a six-figure business. I think this is one of those comments and things that people and entrepreneurs mention all the time. They want to be a six-figure business. They want to be this. What does it take to truly get there, Sarah? You've you've been coaching people that are startups. Some of them take your advice and they roll with it. Some of them don't. Every sales coach has this, like, this is your minimum quota. This is what you got to do. This is what you got to – this is the stats that you need to get there. How do you become a six-figure business? if you're just starting out
1: you create goals and let me tell you about goals and this is one of the things that i coach around because lots of people set goals let me tell you how they set goals they say i want to make a hundred thousand dollars this year so by december i'm going to make a hundred thousand dollars in my business okay great and then they go to work and they look at that goal again about october and they go oh I'm at $4,000. I'm not going to make it this year. Let me change the goal. Mm. Does that sound vaguely familiar? Yeah, it happens all the time. Adjust so you feel better, of course. Yes, absolutely. But what if you took that $100,000 and broke it down into what you needed to do every single day between now and the end of December 31st? Mm. You're kind of guaranteed to hit your goal, aren't you?
0: What makes it more more manageable? It's the whole idea of how do you eat an elephant one butt at a time, right? Yeah. I got a buddy of mine who's literally at this moment riding his bike across the country. Uh, Eric Rides for Hope. He's trying to raise $250,000 for a hospital that they built in Haiti to maintain operations. And one of the things that he says, by the way, if you guys want to donate, just find him at Eric Rides for Hope. Um, but one of the things he says is, and he's very successful, very top salesman at, Co- at Cutco. And what he says is, break everything down to the ridiculous. If you can break it down to the ridiculous, all of a sudden those are manageable bites. Those are little things that you can accomplish to get there. And when you're describing that hundred grand, hundred grand sounds ridiculous for some people, but if you break it down, right, I mean a million dollars, you want to make a million dollars, break it all the way down. I heard this TikTok say you need four products. Each product needs to sell 25 of each product at a price point of $30. If you can do that, That's a million dollars in revenue in a year. And now you're thinking, okay, well, I can figure out four products. That's something I can do. That's how you break it down.
1: Yep, absolutely. And, you know, there is a system that I use that will literally say, I mean, I have beside me right now a notebook and it has literally got everything I need to do during the next 30 days already written down. There's no question in my mind. What do I need to do to hit my goal this year? It's already done. So that's what I teach people to do. How do I take this big thing, figure out what steps need to happen to make that happen, break it down so that you are guaranteed at the end of the year to hit that goal, provided that you do the work behind it.
0: let's talk about some of the promos and stuff you got going on, because people definitely want to learn how to do this stuff. They mean have an idea of, of a concept, but breaking it down to the ridiculous. Sometimes it takes a little bit of coaching. Sometimes it takes a little bit of finessing to first A, figure out what it is you actually want and then B, break it down to a ridiculous so you can have a plan to move forward. So what kind of promos do you got going on right now? Me, I'm giving away free money. And the knowledge is money, ladies and gents. <laughs>
1: well, I, I have lots of different packages and I coach around different things. But one of the promos that I really am enjoying doing right now is because I find a lot of people who are first starting out that they just really don't have a lot of money, but they need somebody that is a professional to look at what they're doing and say, this is what you're doing, right? This is what you need to work on. Mm. So I'm actually just providing audits for people um, where they can send me up to an hour of zoom call where they are working with a client their presentation. I will audit that for them and then send them a a written down list of this is what's working great for you. This is what's not working great. Here's some suggestions on what you can do with them. For $97, they can get my 45 years of expertise eyeballs on what they're doing and they can literally take that and make the change. So I love doing that for people because it allows everybody to make a significant change in their sales process in a very short period of time for very little investment. Love doing that.
0: And it's it's really cool because at the end of the day, what you need is one good presentation, right? You need one good sales pitch, which is essentially—I mean, I hate the word pitch, but which is essentially you telling your story, you providing uh, case studies of what's going on in your business, people having similar problems, and how you pro- how you provided the solution for them. And and sometimes it's just a matter of lining up your stories right, getting getting it in the proper order labeling or maybe stacking your products and services at the end and this is the kind of information that you'll be able to share with them so that they turn something that they think is a good presentation into something that the market is um accepting right into something that can turn and convert into sales sarah i mean it's it's already been a great time with you and if people do want to get a hold of you how do they do that
1: say hello to my little friend The best way to get a hold of me is via email at Sarah, S-A-R-A, at Um, That is Sarah, S-A-R-A, at SuperiorPerformanceCoaching.biz. And just shoot me an email. I am more than happy to have a conversation with you over Zoom, phone, whatever it is. I am going to offer all of your audience since you're being super kind, anybody who reaches out to me at that address, I will send them a free copy of my ebook, 10 Steps to Masterful Sales. And I will also provide them with a free 30-minute consultation on where they're at in their sales and offer them whatever tips that I think that would be uh, supportive of them for wherever they're at. So that's wow. a, that's a special that I'm doing just for y'all.
0: 10 steps and a free consultation. Ladies and gents, I mean, look, you're struggling with sales. Here's the bottom line. In business, this is not a solo sport. This is definitely a team sport. If you want to get in better physical health, you go get a coach. You want to get better at sales, you go get a coach. And which one do you work with? Well, if I were you, I'd probably reach out to Sarah. You can go to her website, superiorperformancecoaching.biz, or send her an email, Sarah at superiorperformancecoaching.biz, and have that consultation. Because, look, at the end of the day, you're going to work with people that you get along with. And what Sarah has been saying this whole episode is she's not trying to sell you something. She just wants to know if she can help you. And if she can provide that help for you, you're going to be that much closer to the goal that you want. And it costs you nothing but can get you everything. So make sure you guys hit her up. Go to superiorperformance.biz. Check out her stuff on her website. Or hit her up on email, sarah@performancecoaching.biz. Sarah, did I hit it right?
1: Uh, no, you left out the superior. Sarah at superiorperformancecoaching.biz.
0: Superiorperformancecoaching.biz. It's on the screen. You so got that means it. You got we got to make sure that the those of you email. who are listening can check it out on the screen as well.
1: And I, I, can I add one more thing? People ask me all the time, why do I need a coach? And my answer is always the same when you are the fish, you cannot see the water. Mm. sometimes you sit around going i'm wet why am i still wet i keep drying off i've used a hair dryer i've used a towel why am i still wet and you just need somebody to stand outside and go hey you're in the water get out
0: (laughs) that makes total sense we used to have this line that we used to say at the beginning of our show a long time ago early on it was an einstein quote which is uh problems cannot be solved by the same level of thinking that created them that's yep. you. You're sitting in your box. You don't know you have a problem. Are you oh – I love Billy Jean's quote. Have you been in business for five years or just repeating the same year of business for the last five years? Like you want to increase. You want to get better. You want to progressively – make that bottom line go up and it, it requires sales. And Sarah, you're helping people do exactly that. I love your technique. I love your approach. Um, I believe that's the way I I try to do a lot of my sales calls and I need to change my mindset because I do go in thinking sometimes, I'm going to close this one. I'm going to get this one. I'm going to do it. And oftentimes it doesn't work out very well. So go in there just trying to help. That's what I'm learning from Sarah today. Yep.
1: yep. All right, Thank Sarah. You so much for having me. This has been a blast. Awesome. I love it. I love your energy. I'm so happy to be here today.
0: Well, Sarah, did you know, by the way, that you just recorded 30 days of content? I did not know
1: that.
0: So we literally do this for clients. We take, like, there's a lot of clients out there that know they need to make content. They just don't know how. So we bring them on for a 30 minute interview and then we create 30 days of content for them. So I'm going to ask you a question. It's part of what we love to do with video testimonials. How easy was it for you to record 30 days of content?
1: Super, super easy. This was like, well, you know, if you're like me, you love talking, so you know, talking's always easy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, all right, Sarah. Last, uh, last thing before we head out, is there anything that maybe I missed or I failed to ask you something that you wanted to get out to the audience?
1: Um, yeah. Just the the biggest challenge that people have in sales is they get in their own way. Hmm. And, you know, I am actually doing a free webinar on the three pillars of consistent sales and how to get out of your own way. Um, And if you will email me and ask me for a link for that, I will go ahead and send you a link for that. It's a two hour webinar and hopefully you can get some value out of that. But it will teach you how to get out of your own way.
0: Get out of your own way, ladies and gents, and see, literally, she's giving away free money. Like, this is your opportunity to change your stars. Like, I mean, I don't know what to tell you guys. If you have a 10% close ratio, you're talking to the same amount of people, and you can turn it up and go to 20% close ratio, it costs you nothing, and you double your income just by learning something. So definitely hit up Sarah. One more time, her email is Sarah at coaching.biz. Website is www.superiorperformancecoaching.biz. Sarah, thanks a lot for coming on the show. Ladies ladies and gents, we'll see you guys again a little bit later. Peace.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thanks for watching
1: the business bros. If you're ready to get more clients and want to work with the business bro, visit our website, www.businessbros.biz and click on the need more customers button or learn how to generate more referrals with our video testimonial packages. Go to www.businessbros.biz and start getting more customers.